This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody. I didn't realize this, but we only have a short show today. Uh, Washington State football goes at 12, so there's a 10 o'clock pregame. So we're only here till 10. So we don't have a lot of time to take your phone calls, so we're not going to waste any time. Give us a call at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get started with headlines. Well, Russell Wilson did have the stitches removed from his uh, middle finger in his right hand, and so uh, that's positive, but he's still the screws are still in there. But according to Pete Carroll, he's doing well. He's ahead of schedule and all those different things. Obviously, uh, he still stays on injured reserve, but uh, hey, maybe he can make it back you know, right by that Green Bay game and do it. Now, it doesn't look good for Chris Carson. He still has that neck injury. And because of the neck injury, you know, he's still in that position where it's like, okay, uh, I don't think he's going to be there for the Green Bay game. And we'll see when he's going to be back. There's some thoughts he has to, may have to miss the rest of the season. Uh, as far as baseball, the Atlanta Braves had a one-hitter with five different pitchers and, you know, ended up getting a one a 2 to nothing victory over the Houston Astros. As far as injuries around the National Football League, looks bad for J.J. Watt. Four different tears in his shoulder, and so, uh, you know, he may be done for the year. There's some outside hope that maybe he can come back later on, but I don't think it's going to be pretty good. Baker Mayfield's going to try to give it a a try in Cleveland, despite that bad left shoulder where he's had a torn, completely torn labrum and a fracture, so he's going to try to make it back, Uh, but overall... Uh, it doesn't look good for him, but again, he's going to try to make it. See, we still get questions marks on uh, Dak Prescott. He's questionable with that uh, calf injury, and uh, well, it's going to be a game time decision for him. And those are our headlines: eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey JB. Hey Mr. Clayton, how are we doing this fine Saturday morning? Good. How are you? Oh, doing just great. Just great. The sun is going to come out today. That's a good thing. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you got a couple of good games coming up this weekend, Mr. Clayton. As far as that's concerned, you brought up something with Baker Mayfield with the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers coming to town. Right. And him trying to play like that. What do you think about that? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm not optimistic. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that shoulder is bad. Yes. I mean, completely and torn labrum on the left side. Uh, fracture, all those different things. I mean, what you wonder about is that how wise is it to put him out there? Because, I mean, he's in a position right now where it's like uh, this could be, uh, you know, pretty bad pretty fast. Definitely. You know, and, and you you know, you got Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you know, their defense with, with T.J. Watt and their boys. They can, bring some, they can generate some pressure from the outside on him. I mean, if they get a hold of him one time. Well, they don't have T.J. Watt. I mean, that's I mean, you're talking about D. You're talking D.J. Uh, you're, you're talking about yeah, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, right? Yeah, T.J. Watt. Yeah, there, yeah, not not J.J. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Putting him out when that J.J. played last Sunday with all those ailments to his shoulder like that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, just to hear the information on what happened with his shoulder is terrible. It really but is. I, you know, and he's yes, such a good is. guy, and he means so much to that team. Yes, yes. And I think Arizona might miss him as far as that's concerned. Oh, agreed. You know, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you, I, no, you, well, you saw it, you saw it uh, on Thursday night. Uh, they, yeah. They've struggled uh, stopping the run without him. Yes, 
Yes, when you take somebody out, out of that equation, especially that can hold up point on the outside mm-hmm. and they can push that run back into the defense, it can cause a problem. Right. Yeah. That that's gonna be a problem for Arizona. They gotta also worry about Colin Murray he's in a walking boot, right? Yeah, he was in a walking boot, yeah. Yeah. You you gotta try to keep him healthy also. That's majorly for them. Oh, agreed. As as, and they still had a chance to win the game. Uh huh, agreed. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was pretty remarkable for them to have to be within that. And, and I got to give hats off to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Not having both of their starting wide receivers came out, ran the ball, used those two those two running backs in that, in that the way they did. Right. And Aaron Rodgers. And to get a win, hey, hats off. They did a really good job. I was, uh-huh. I, I was impressed that they went over there in Arizona. Uh-huh. No, that was good. Yeah. That was pretty impressive for them to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a game that Mr. Clayton that might be pretty intriguing. You know, Tennessee has been pretty hot. I mean, right, four and, two, four and two. Yeah, they're four and two. They beat Buffalo. They, they just last week they they took care of Kansas City, which Kansas City I think got some major problems, Mr. Clayton. Agreed. As far as the, the defensive side of the ball, they they're not playing very good on their defensive side of the ball. And, and it doesn't uh-huh. look like it's going to get better anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah. Now, being that Houston in such a given mood of selling all their players away, anything on the they, they they got a linebacker over there in Houston that they, Kansas City could probably use. They got an attacking machine over there in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the trade deadline is coming up. I mean, what Tuesday? Second coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, is Houston just preparing for the future? I know. I, I, no, I think they're clueless. <laughs> I think they have no idea what they're doing. So I love about you, Mr. Clayton. You're straight to the point with it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, I mean, here it's like uh, you're. What are you trying to do? <clears throat> Your quarterback, you're paying ten point four million dollars not to do anything, and he's not going to get traded. And then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you keep on giving away players. Whitney Marsalis, you know, just gave away Mark Ingram. I mean, what are you doing? They're gonna probably get rid of Brandon Brandon Cooks too. Yeah, I mean, I think he could go to Green Bay, or he, yeah. I, I know he's gonna go somewhere. I mean, you know, San Francisco's got to be in the mix for him too. Oh yeah, they're gonna probably get rid of him too. I mean, he, he made that comment after he saw Mark Ingram mm-hmm. got traded. You know, you know that that didn't go well with them. No, no, not at all. No, no, that that's in the works. The phones are ringing right after that, right after you heard that comment that he made. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, well, it looks like they got their one win at the start of the season. I think they're satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they. they well, I tell you what, it's going to be a fascinating couple of days. Mm-hmm. With trades. Oh and... yeah, yeah. With the trade deadline coming up. Uh huh. Definitely will be. It definitely will be. It can be fascinating because. Some teams feel that they're that one player away from getting themselves into a better position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go out. I would hey, hey, call up Houston. Whatever they got, clean the coppers out. Yeah, exactly. They, but yeah, aren't, aren't I mean, you amazed how bad the bad teams are? Oh yes, I am. Yes, I. I'm very amazed how bad some of these teams are. And now, you and I talked at the start here. Houston, by the way they did things and conducted things. Mm-hmm. I could see them having those issues, but they brought in a lot of free agents. Right. That I thought maybe, maybe they could right this ship and win a few games, you know, and sneak up on people. Mm-hmm. I was you know, another team that baffled me was Chicago. Right. They didn't, they didn't fix the front of their offensive line. 
Now they're expecting this rookie to come in and, and be the savior. Uh-huh. It, it's not, that's, that's awful, you mm-hmm. know? When you look at that, you know, it, it, you look at Detroit. Oh, terrible. Oh, oh. And all these teams have gotten rid of talent. Yes. <laughs> well, what's your thoughts on Jacksonville? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh at that. Really? Oh, you know, something you always told me, and it, it is true. It starts at the top. Yeah. If you don't know how to manage a football team, it's not going to turn out good. Uh-huh. I mean, sure, kind to give a college coach full reign of his football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you expect? You're not going to expect anything. This is why Jimmy Johnson ran coordinated. You know? Yeah. I, I, it is just awful to see Jacksonville look like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see them winning any, any more games? They're not going to win it this weekend. No, I agree. No. No, I mean, unless they sneak up, maybe they'll be Houston again. No, Houston beat them at the start of the year. Maybe they'll yeah. be Houston. Yeah. They'll battle it out to be. I mean, then, then how bad can Miami be to lose to Jacksonville? Oh, God. Miami. You, you got the owner sticking his nose in, mm-hmm. wanting to get Deshaun Watson. How do you tell him? You just drafted a quarterback. What, what are you telling him? Yeah. I mean, what kind of – how are you explaining it to your team that, well, we might be getting Deshaun Watson, but we drafted this guy, mm-hmm. and we really don't have much confidence in him. And then they come, then they come back and uh, say, "Oh yeah, he's going to be our quarterback the rest of the season." And it's like, I mean, you can you can hear Tua saying, "It's like I don't know if they really like me here." I don't think they. What the impression you were getting to Clayton is doing that to you? You don't like me. No. Agreed. <laughs> you, you, you wanted me to leave. I mean, I don't understand what what the mindset is. Mm-hmm. And that, that was last year. That was what a ten win team. Ten win, ten win team, and now they're one and six. Six yeah. losses in a row. Wow! And I don't see it getting any better. With you. you got that cloud hanging over your head. Right? Are, are they going to be? Are they the top ones for the Watson? Uh, no, they're not going to get them. Well, because again, it's like it? sounds like uh, they came close on a trade as far as the draft choice compensation, but then the Dolphins came back and says, "Hey, uh, by the way, Deshaun, you got to settle your twenty-two lawsuits." How do you settle your 22 lawsuits in a week when you haven't had any desire to settle the 22 lawsuits? Well, you know, and, and that's, that's indicative of Deshaun. You, you know, it doesn't, it, it, sometimes you got to just let things go and try to move on in life. Right. That, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, instead of just staying there trying to battle that out, mm-hmm. the longer it drags on, the worse it gets for you. Agreed. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can try to salvage any little remnants of your life or, or, or your career, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would behoove you just to go ahead and try to settle this and, and, and go do it again. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I don't know if it's an ego thing with him to try to prove that he's innocent in some capacity. It, it's not looking, it's not going to look good on his part, on his behalf, if this goes to court or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I understand what they're saying, you know. I'd rather see you clear the air before you come here. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think they had an opportunity to, to clear the air, but Deshaun also wanted to put some other things involved in that to try to stop these 
the, the people that, that, that are saying that he did this, which 22 people, that's a lot of individuals, Mr. Clayton. Right, agreed. That's a lot of individuals. I mean, I, I don't know where, where he, what tree he's barking up to try to see that he can clear his name. But 22 individuals coming, coming at me like that. Uh-huh. I did something wrong. So we'll, we'll find out how that goes. Well, Miami, for one thing, they're on the clock right now as far as that's concerned. How about your Saints going against Tampa Bay this week? That you know, intriguing, Mister Clayton. I, I, you know, you know. I tell you, one of the most intriguing things about that game is um, Antonio Brown is not playing. You're right again. All right. You, you see, what, 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 when I look at that, that, that means Marshawn Lattimore against against um, Mike Evans. Uh-huh. You can line them up against each other. You know, you can, you know they get a decent play out of Paulson Debo and, and Bradley Roby. The other corner positions, you got Big Rod coming back with some sore ribs. I mean, you if, if they have the ability to slow them for a net down and stop the run, now on the opposite side, can the Saints generate some offense? And how about uh, how about the fact you've got uh, 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 the the quarterback going back to his old stomping ground, Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay? Yeah, well, they're, they're in the dome this weekend, Mr. Clayton. Oh, they're yeah. in the dome. Okay, yeah. They're not going to make his trip back there until later on. They're going to be having a big parade for him when he gets back so, over there. I don't yeah. know if they're going to shoot the I don't know if they're going to shoot the cannons directly at him. But, uh, Probably will. But yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's going to be an intriguing game. It, it, it's going to be very intriguing. Cause the Saints, this is only their second game in the dome mm-hmm. this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, what do you think about the Dallas-Miami game? The Dallas-Minnesota game? Well, it depends on Dak Prescott. I'm not That's optimistic true. he's going to play. That's true. He's too. questionable Which because of right. that calf injury. Because remember, it's not like okay, uh, you know, it's, it's a short week, and you know, he's coming off that calf. I mean, he they have they just came off a bye week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him out there, Mister Clay. Yeah, agree. I wouldn't put him out there to this game. Those calf injuries are starting to line up in the NFL. I wouldn't do that to him. Because mm-hmm. you you can use him for the long haul, right? You know, there is a long haul, and you look at the division right now. They're well, they're well in charge of their division. No, no, it's, and it's going to be easy for them to do it. <clears throat> hey, JB, yeah. thank you for the phone call. Thank you, sir. We'll talk next weekend. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, short show. We're done at 10. Uh, Washington State pregame will start at that time. And so uh, let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi, John. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I want to talk to you about two things, of course, yeah. silver and black and then the, the trade deadline. So, I mean, silver and black, you have a bye this weekend. And, you know, I think it's a good time to reflect as they're now 5-2 and two and so, I mean, my takeaways are threefold. First of all, the uh, the play of Derek Carr. I mean, last mm-hmm. week it was, what, 31 of 34? Yeah. That's a completion percentage of 91.2. Uh, he played that game, by the way, without Darren Waller, his major target. Um, he's the only other player to have a better completion percentage. The only other player that did that was Drew Brees that did, had a better stat than that. Mm-hmm. But he only did it once. Carr did it, has now done it twice. He's wow. the only player to have done that. Um, and then second, you know, the defense under Gus Bradley. I mean, especially the D-line and the pressure they put on QBs has just been 
huge. And then third, I mean, the resilience of the team in spite of some unfortunate distractions. And just wanted to get your thoughts on everything. No, I think that uh, they've done a remarkable job in the fact that you know, they go through the coaching change and they still come back and, you know, they, they're now, you know, got the five wins and all that stuff. I thought that's pretty impressive. Yeah, me too, John. Uh, okay, assuming they keep winning, John, do you think they keep uh, the interim coach, uh, Rich Basaccia, as head coach? I tend to doubt it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the interesting thing, you know, John, I, I watch a lot of these news conferences on YouTube and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, uh, earlier when all this stuff happened with the Raiders, um, I think a lot of people forget, Mike Mayock said that, you know, when he was in a different capacity working for, say, the NFL Network, he had constantly recommended Rich Bisaccia as a head coach to other teams. Okay. And I think that's an interesting comment. And he thinks he's a great leader of men. He's very low-key. He's very uh, composed. Um, and in fact, uh, Josh Jacobs said that, you know, there was a different um, temperature on the sideline. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's volatile. He's, he's, he's petulant. He, he's, he's been that way in the past. And Rich is kind of a calming influence, maybe akin to Tom Flores, John. Yeah, I, 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 I don't put him in that category. But again, it's like, uh, and remember, we're talking about Mike Mayock who until this year, which I think he's had a very good draft this year, he hadn't yeah. been drafting very well. Yeah, but I also think that with Mayock, what's interesting uh, is that he's acquired players on the cheap that have really performed. I mean, this Denzel Perryman uh-huh. uh, that was with the Panther- Panthers, they gave away a fifth-round draft pick for him. Right. Perryman had always had injury issues, but he's healthy now. And boy, he is just a force on the field. I mean, how long has it been since the Raiders have had a linebacker that could actually go out there and really – show i mean i think matt millen okay yeah. that goes way back john so i mean it's been a long time and it's just great to see you know as a kid when i was playing i played linebacker i mean i have the utmost admiration for guys like butkus and millen and 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 ray lewis and all those guys i mean so when you see something like that it's great to see and he's picked up some other players that nobody knew about that have really done well they've had problems with the cornerback they picked up two guys off the street and they did really well because why because they need gus bradley's system Mm-hmm. So, so that's been that's been. That's I, been how about Nate Hobbs, fifth round pick? He's done great. Amazing. Well, um, but also there's some there's some professional football lineage going on there. Uh, the guy who was the head coach of the Chicago Bears is now the head coach of the University of Illinois. I forget his name now, darn it. But uh, he, he had a defensive mind. He he came from a pro system. Nate Hobbs. He's been remarkable, John. You're right. And then the year before, uh, two years before that, Max Crosby was another fifth round pick. So those have been those have been gems, no question about it. Some of the first round draft picks haven't been so good, uh-huh. but uh, that's 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 unfortunate. I wanted to talk to you about the trade deadline, though, John. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think the trade deadline is so overrated. I mean, I think all of us fans fantasize about you know how players could be switched around and stuff, but I think it's just a little bit overblown. And, and I mean, I think also the, the thing that hampers more robust trading by teams is that it's just too early in the season. I mean, here it is. The, the, the deadlines are fast approaching on what the first or the second mm-hmm. of, the, of this month. Yeah. And it's just like you, you can't. I mean, most players are uh, most most teams are still in contention for the playoffs. I mean, uh, you know, I think and then you see what the Ravens usually do is they prefer to have players go into free agency and then pick, you know, then get com- compensatory picks to bolster their ranks. Uh, which I think is a great strategy. Um, and then there's the salary cap. I mean, look at all the teams that can actually afford to, to pay for players. I mean, I mean, you look at the over the cap, and they they come up with figures like 
the Jaguars are twenty nine million, the Eagles are twenty two million, the Broncos are fifteen million. Mm-hmm. These these teams, you know, are they are they buyers? Could they be buyers? I mean, no. <laughs> and yeah. then there's the practicality of the game itself. I mean. Uh, the only other team sport I think that has more players is rugby, and that's 28 players or 14 players on a side on the pitch. In football, it's 11 or 22 as a whole on the gridiron. I mean, one player, unless you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, is not going to make that much of a difference, John. No, I, I agree. And, and what you're seeing now is that because next year's draft is considered to be so good because of the uh, college seniors, you know, the senior group going back for a second year of college this year. Now now it's going to be available. It's going to be a deeper draft and all that stuff. Nobody wants to give away good draft choices. Most of right. these trades are you know sixth round, seventh round picks and next year, 2023 or 2024. Like Mark you know, Mark Ingram goes back to New Orleans and it's a, a seventh round pick in 2024. Right, right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And then one last thing. We, you and JB were talking about yeah. Miami. I mean, they were they were a playoff team last year. Now they're one and whatever. One and, and six. It's like, and you know, I mean, it has a lot to do with leadership, John. I mean, if you if you see some of the, the the press conferences for Flores, their head coach, I mean, he doesn't have much to say. He's not that dynamic of a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, and but also they they've given away some talent too. Look at the oh, yeah. receivers they've given away over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at the, you know, like, I mean, how, how do you sign Cal Vanoy in free agency and give up on him after one year? How do you do I that? I just don't understand that. I don't understand that. I mean, the guy was a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. Something's wrong. You know, that's a, I think that's another example of where the coach has to figure out the player's strength and right. play that player's strength. Mm-hmm. As opposed to playing, put him and slot him in a system that doesn't work for him. Exactly. Yeah. Not good. Think, okay. Hey. Raider Jim, thank you. You bet, John. You take care. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Tara, are you looking forward to Halloween tomorrow? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Halloween. I hope I get a lot of trick-or-treaters to see what their costumes look like. What what kind of costume are you going to wear? I might be a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Are you looking forward to the game tomorrow? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to work it from home, you know, because for various reasons, that it just right now today, to tomorrow, it's going to be better. Even though the weather is going to be decent, uh, you know, you, you kind of wonder is this going to be a good game? Probably not, you know, because again, I think it's going to be one-sided. Even though a lot of people around the country think, oh no, I think Jacksonville is going to, you know, maybe beat Seattle. It's like, uh, I mean, Tara, can you see that? I don't. No, Jacksonville's a disaster, and I hope this is a statement game. I, I get where fans and the media is a little bit worried because you see how much Russell is mm-hmm. masking up for, but when I look at Gino, I think he's one of the best backups in the NFL. And the problems that I see is he's a little bit flat, Footed in the pocket and his progressions aren't as fast but guess what that's fixable and he's been playing for three weeks now so i i, I think he'll have his best game of this season uh-huh no, i can see that i mean it's like uh and i'm particularly going against that defense because that defense is uh really good jacksonville 
I mean, I, the C, I mean, no, I mean, the defense is really bad. I'm sorry, the defense of Jacksonville is really bad. Yeah, they do have some former players. I'm excited um, to see what Sha- Shaquille Griffin looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question about the personal foul that happened on um, Marquis Latimer last week. How does that look? Isn't he supposed to be ejected? Uh, not really, no, because it's it's you know it's taunting and all that stuff and personal fouls. Uh, you know, it's not like you know college and all that stuff. But if they were roughing the penalties and I mean roughing the roughing the quarterback and roughing and all that stuff, yeah, he's in a position to do that. But uh, there's no. T- I mean, again, the taunting rule is a bad rule. I mean, the fact that you're getting 15 yards for you know just uh, going back and forth. But no, I, I he he you know you can get two three penalties and still not get ejected. Well, I hope they get away with the taunting. I do, too. too. It's completely stupid. They're not babies. They're grown men, and they're taking away from the emotion of the game. Uh Uh-huh. Agreed. And, again, it's just one of those unnecessary rules that they throw in at the last minute, and then it's like, uh, what are we doing? And then hopefully they recognize it after a year and say, okay, we got to fix this. Um, What do you... um, what do you see? Who do you see winning the NFC division now that the Arizona Cardinals are dealing with? Injuries? Right, right, right now I still think it's between Arizona and the Rams because say what you want about you know Arizona's loss last week, which of course they almost won, is that uh, you know they're still seven and one and they have beaten the Rams and they beat the Rams in Los Angeles. You know I still think the Rams are a better team, but uh, in the end I think you got to believe in Arizona. Got to. I mean, you got Kyler Murray, who didn't have a good game on Thursday night, but he still is a. I mean, he's having a great year at quarterback. I mean, you know, still one of the leading candidates for MVP. Wait, I heard you mention that he's in a boot. How many? I know they get ten days off, yeah. but how many games do you think he might miss? I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's in a boot, but uh, they, they say the injury is not too bad. So I think he's going to be all right. And so I think he's going to be back. I mean, even in the worst-case scenario, may limit his mobility. But the one thing that's been smart uh, of what they're doing, they're not running him as much. They're letting him pass. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, Terry, thank you very much. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Again, here till 10 o'clock. Dave Grosby joining us at 9.30. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Muhammad in Bellevue. Hey, Muhammad. Hey, John. How are you this Saturday morning? Good. How are you? pretty good i want to talk to you about something that's been bothering me it's the seahawks like draft over the next the last like i don't know eight nine years let's yeah. just, you know zoom in at 2013 and and now like I, I i could not count more than 10 good players or 10 very good players that they had drafted all those years it's been a lot of swings a lot of misses like let's just focus in on like you know two players they they could have drafted like they needed uh, you know very good running back they could right. have had nick chubb Right. They could have had Derek Henry. Those within reach. Instead, they took, uh, you know, unfortunately, what's his name? Uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, yeah. Yeah, but, but like if you count for like over eight years, mm-hmm. I can only count 10, ten good players or very good players like Lockett, Metcalf, Disley, 
Frank Clark, Jeremy Reed, uh, Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin, uh, Damian Lewis. Um, I don't know, uh, Bruce Irvin, if you want to count him. Um, how can you not maybe, count, how can you not count yeah. him? No, he's yeah, two, yeah. he's 2012, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but like, but like, you know, like free agent moves have been a disaster. Trades only, like maybe Jamal Adams' trade is good, but like two good trades, you know, Dwayne Brown and you know Trevon Diggs. But like overall, the the body of drafting and player assessment has been lacking, and you build players through the draft. Like, so what do, what's your assessment of the whole situation? Well, again, it's it's tough, and you, I mean, you, you if you study it with the teams that make the playoffs every year, I mean, you look look at Green Bay. What is that, by the way? Right? It was like, but uh, it's like, but you know, you look at you know Green Bay. It's not going to be that much different. I mean, what they've drafted in the last eleven drafts, ten defensive players. But uh, how good are those defensive players? And again, it's just, it's just one of the natures when you draft you as a playoff a team. Uh, as a playoff team, what ends up happening is that you get uh, you know a chance to get uh, you know a, a second round pick in the first round. And that makes it difficult. And so because of that, you know, and again, the way I count it up, if you look at, you know, picks like 22 to 31 or 32 and all that stuff, I mean, you only have like about 25 percent of getting somebody good enough that they're going to be able to get a second contract or good enough to be able to go to the Pro Bowl. So that's that's a difficult part. I mean, certainly they've done well in the second round. I mean, you know, you can look from Lockett and several others to uh, all, all the other guys that they've been able to draft, and they've done a good job there. But, uh, you know, I mean, hey, they, they were still good enough to keep in the playoffs every year, and maybe not this year, but we'll see where it goes, every year, but also good enough to be in a position where they, uh, you know, can, uh, you know, they won 12 games last year. Hey, thank you. For, oh, you you still there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm still here. It just it's just weird. Like, especially like I think when everything is is over, they're gonna mm-hmm. say like like uh, Green Bay wasted I don't know eight eight nine years of uh, Rogers' career, and then maybe the Seahawks are doing the same. You know, so. No, but again, it's it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. Simple as that. I mean, the key is stay in the playoffs, see if you have a chance, and then do it. I mean, obviously, when you you break up the Legion of Boom, it takes you a few years to be able to build back and build back that roster. And they're still in the process of doing that. So it's like, uh, sure, you know, there, there's been mistakes, but also there's been successes. I mean, would you consider Daryl Taylor right now a failure? No. No, no, it's too early. It's too yeah, early. agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, John. Have a hey, great Saturday. Mohammed, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JQ in Tumwater. Hey, JQ. Hey, good morning, Professor. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. It's a little crispy and cool down here in Tumwater, but uh, yeah. I, uh, I have a couple things. Uh, see, CBS Sports is reporting that Christian McCaffrey might be on the table Uh for a trade with uh, the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson, do you know anything about that? No, I mean, well, it's not—it's uh, inaccurate because uh, you know Carolina showed some interest uh, after you know they be- they benched uh, Sam Darnold the other day, and then they pulled out. So no, it's not—that's right. not going to happen. And again, it's like uh, okay, know, yeah. So scratch that one. Okay, that—that's good to know. And then in general, the state of the union in the NFL with running backs. I mean, right now, Lamar Jackson is the sixth highest rusher in the yeah. NFL. And you look at durability with running backs. I mean, Carson just can't stay healthy. Uh-huh. Seattle running backs in general are just dinged up nonstop. You know, what happened to the days of the Ladanian Tomlinsons, the Frank Gore, the Jerome Bettises? 
you know, I mean, right now the only guy really is Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, in fact, if you can even go back to last year, Derrick Henry was the only starting running back of the 32 teams that uh, started every game. Every other starting running back in the league at least missed one. And so, yeah, I think you know, the durability of running backs is very much in question right now. Yeah, definitely. And so you look at that salary that they threw at McCaffrey, and it's, yeah. in hindsight, it kind of looks ridiculous. I mean, you know, and even Chris Carson probably got a sweet deal. No, he didn't. I mean, he got $5.2 million, and, you know, you figure okay. with his success rate and all that stuff, if you just go by his stats in 2,000-yard seasons, he should have got eight. But because of the neck injury and people around the league recognize he had some neck problems, you know, that pulled down his value to a point where he had to take 5.2 just to stay here. Exactly. Um, and then final thought, do you think Derrick Henry can hit 2,000 this year? Yes, 100%. Yeah, because, again, it's like okay. uh, you got 17 games right now. I mean, he's getting like 130, 140 yards a game. I can't see why he wouldn't unless he gets an injury, of course. And he just yeah, seems he's to like be at 870. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, he's 870 right now, and you know they're they're at, they're at the six games. And so think about when they get to eight or nine, and he's going to be over a thousand. So I think there's it's it's, it's easy that he should get over 2,000 yards, which is incredible for a back to be able to get two back-to-back 2,000 plus yard seasons. Well, the other part of that is the production. I mean, he's got 10 touchdowns. Yeah. The next nearest guy is uh, Jonathan Taylor, who's like 300 yards behind mm-hmm. and 40 yards a game behind. I mean, it's it's incredible. Derrick Henry is, he's a freak. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he is, he's just amazing. And uh, yeah, what, what's amazing is that, you know, he didn't even start in his first two years. He was a backup. Yeah, it blows my mind. <laughs> So it's no, it's amazing. Okay, sir. So, uh, well, so, uh, so what? So what do you think of the running backs in the National Football League nowadays? Well, uh, I would say you know it's it's kind of a hodgepodge. You know, yeah. when you see uh, you know guys get hurt and guys jump up. Zeke Elliott, I think, yeah. is jumping out. <clears throat> you know, Lamar Jackson's the number six runner in the NFL. You know, and then you got mm-hmm. Aaron Jones. You know, Joe Mixon's guys like that. Um. Seattle's running game is a joke right now. So, um, you know, yeah. it's kind of hit and miss. Kamara's really fun to watch. Yo, he's amazing. I mean, how about the adjustment he had to make? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, he gets more value in in the past in catching the football, but now they're running him more, and he's still doing well. I mean, what was it, last week he had 180 yards, and he handled, like, about more than 50% of the snaps. Incredible. Yeah, it's very impressive. You know, that guy is is fun to watch. Uh, the other one to look out for, and Seattle better be ready, is James Robinson from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. The guy's got 5.5 yards of carry, yeah. five touchdowns. He's dangerous. As an undra- Can you believe that as an undrafted running back? And that's, again, where the problems I have with Urban Meyer, you know, running the team and Urban Meyer, you know, trying to make a lot of the roster decisions. You have James Robinson there, right? You have all these needs on defense. You get Trevor Lawrence, which obviously that was an easy pick to make. And then what do you do in the first round? You take Travis Ntn and uh, a, a running back. Yeah. Why do you do that? That backfired. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so then, again, to NFL running backs, it looks like Nick Chubb is back this week. Is that should correct? Be. Yeah, he should be. For Cleveland? Uh-huh. And that'll help out uh, a dinged-up uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, right? Right, agreed. Yeah. Well, it yeah, be. they really rely on 
Oh, Ch- Chubb, Chubb is fantastic. I mean, Ch- Chubb's in the top three yeah. or four running backs in the league. Sad to think Seattle could have drafted him. I know, right? I know. I mean, you look back and you, you see that, and you say, oh, huh, look, they, they could have done it. But oh, then, I mean, here, let's put it this way. I mean, you look back uh, to all the teams in the draft a couple years ago, and it's like, yeah, they got to take in DK Metcalf, and he falls all the way to the 64th pick. Yeah, you just never know. You never know. That's the thing. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Thanks, Professor. Have a good day. All right, thanks. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. And again, we're only here till 10, so give us a call. Lots to talk about here on this short show. It's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Good. How's the wife, Pat? Uh, she's had a little bit of a tough week, but uh, hopefully she's doing okay today. Um, sorry to hear that. Wish her best. Yeah. Good health. Hey, John, did you hear those comments by Tomlin? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, he's an NFL coach. He's yeah. and he. I mean, and again, I mean, that, that's where people start to be unrealistic. You know, it's like you're making eight, nine million dollars a year. Are you going to leave a job that get, has had you have job security longer than any other coach in football to go to a college where you're not going to even come close to what you are making in the pros? I mean, it's yeah. silly. And so I yeah. agree with him. I mean, like he said, it's a joke. Yeah. Hey, but I don't know if you know this, but he's got the most winning percentage of him and his two others got the highest percentage of winning of games. Uh-huh. It's him, Belichick, and uh, the coach of New Orleans. What's his name? Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Those three coaches got the highest percentage of wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a hell of a coach. He really is. And, of course, I mean, he's a player's coach. Uh, you know, it's like yes, the, the talent level has dropped down a, a little bit, which now is making it tough to you know get 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 over the top and you know get the good wins but hey say what you want last year I mean he got him off to an 11 and 0 start. Yeah. Hey John, how do you see this game going tomorrow between Cleveland? Uh I, I think they might be able to be okay but to, particularly if they can contain Baker Mayfield cuz one thing you know is that the Steelers have a good pass rush. They don't blitz much now, but uh, you know I think they can do that. Certainly, you know they can try to stop the run, and you know Nick Chubb's going to play, but he's not going to be 100%. So they might be able to do that. I mean, their big thing, and I think this is going to be the thing that could cost them, is going to be trying to stop the uh, Browns' defense because again, you know how bad that offensive line yeah. is, yeah, and sure. if Ben Roethlisberger, you know, can't get the running game going, which you know I think he can to a certain degree with Najee Harris, but if he can't get the running game going, then uh, the passing game is going to be a little bit tough, you know, particularly with the fact that you know he's not going to have enough time to throw. Yeah, uh, and also I heard that Baker Mayfield is uh, not 100% either. Oh, no, I mean, he's got a torn left uh, yeah, labrum, complete tear with a fracture. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, you wonder about. I mean, let's say that Watt comes in, makes a big hit on him. That could end his season. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why they're trying to yeah. risk it. That's stupid. Hey, you know what I heard on ESPN uh, talking heads and yeah. saying that uh, Jacksonville's got more talent than Seattle. Oh, I know. Daniel I Jeremiah said that. that. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. I heard that. I said, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, say what you want. I mean, obviously the defensive numbers for Seattle is bad. and uh, But you know, I look at their roster. Okay, they've got two Pro Bowl players, Shaquille Griffin and Josh Allen, right? 
those are the only two that they have. And then they, they brought in like six free agents, and they're all no-name guys. Uh, you know, I, I, the, the stat, in fact, I was just working on right now is that, can you believe, this is a Jacksonville team. And, you know, Mike, have you ever seen a team that had the first pick in every round, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously getting Trevor Lawrence was great. Okay, he's yeah. completing 59.5% of his passes. I mean, he's a real talent. But the other eight draft choices, the other eight draft choices have had only a total of four starts mm. and have only played 441 plays. How incredible is that? Yeah, like I mentioned to you before, John, I don't. I think next year, I think Mer, Urban Meyer, about middle of the season, he'll be gone. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's just a bad coach. Mm-hmm. In the he's NFL, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great coach, but yeah, he's not an NFL coach. Yeah, yeah. Okay, John. Good talking to you. Take care. Okay, Mike. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Hello, Mister Clayton, and always on a Saturday. I hope you and Mrs. Clayton do have a great Saturday. I hope we do. The weather is fantastic for this weekend. Uh huh. Agreed. Certainly encouraging uh, maybe a little training session for you today for a uh, brief minute. Well, maybe. We'll see. I mean, yeah. that's, hey, it's a thought. Get out there and enjoy this wonderful, crisp fall air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be so, nice to get a walk-in if I can do something like that. There we go. Well, fantastic. Uh, I know I'll be dialed in for Notre Dame football. This oh, yeah, yeah, you will be. I won't be. I understand, but that's okay. You yeah. know, so, you, I'll just keep... Push it on you to try it. You uh-huh. know, it's a wonderful thing, Mr. Clayton. So, Mr. Clayton. Yes? You would say, I think, in college football, it's all about recruiting, isn't it? No doubt. No doubt. No, it, well, it's not all about recruiting. That's That used to be the case. It's all about recruiting and keeping your recruits. Well, indeed it is. Indeed it is. So, uh, for the second Saturday in a row... Uh, Notre Dame is playing a night game. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they are, it's prime time. Right. Uh, and they, they really, really do a great job with recruiting. Mm-hmm. This, this will be the second weekend in a row they have over 100 recruits coming to the game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, no, it's not. It, they're, they're bringing kids in both offers made to and, you know, kids that just want to Hope they get a chance to make. So, you, so you're telling me in a two-week period, you're, you're telling me in twenty-three, yeah, season, it's like twenty-four season, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And the twenty-five season, even. Yeah, and what's the, what's the cost of that? It's got to be what, very costly. Notre Dame. Yeah. A ticket. <laughs> a lot of these kids just just come. They want to come. They 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 Notre Dame can't pay for all these kids to come. It doesn't work that way. I don't believe that's that's. That's the case at all. I think uh-huh. these kids uh, show up. Right. You know, they show up and want want a shot at playing for Notre Dame. That's 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 what the vibe is these days for this program. Uh-huh. Kelly's got this program on fire. The recru- well, the recruiters, you know, the coaches go out and recruit. Uh, Notre Dame's got uh, rank one and two in 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 twenty two. Uh, the the two best recruiters, the defensive coordinator coach, who's on is a fantastic recruiter. He's got ten kids locked in already. He's uh-huh. ranked number two. Okay. And the offensive line coach is ranked number one because he they're get 
Notre Dame is getting five-star kids now. For yeah, sure but why, why is the offensive line so off this year? Why is the offensive line off so bad everywhere, Mr. Clayton? Oh, you it's, tell me. It's not It's not just a, a college. The pros are having problems with that, too. Hey, look at the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They've got a problem with their line. But the, the Seahawks don't play in college football. I understand that, but I'm, I'm saying it seems to... I, I think you're seeing now in, in the football universe, whether it's college or football, mm-hmm. the offensive line taking center stage. You know, it's always been the talk about the quarterbacks and stuff, but uh-huh. uh, uh, the the big uglies is it's a, 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 a lovely phrase. Right. Uh, they're, they're getting attention now. They're probably going to get a pay raise, too. I think a lot of people are suddenly realizing this this sort of forgotten position, you might say, how important it really is. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, no doubt about that. Hey, Irish, thank you for the phone call. Good luck to the Irish for you tonight. Oh, Irish, Mr. Okay. 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN. 206 ESPN. Only one hour left in the show. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.